know, after how this weekend went, the only thing that I forgot to mention, Jeff, your tan. What about it, man? It's a it's a it's a nice tan, judging from where you came from. That Adam actually sent you from it last was, week. Well, so here's the thing: after the infamous discussion that we had with the commissioner, um, Mark. I mean, obviously you were there, so you know things did get a little. I was on there. Edge. I was there. Things got things got things got a little crazy. Is that what you have from this weekend? We haven't even so, played a clip so, yet. So look, here's what happened. You know, after everything that had went down, I had I had got a message from somebody um, in, in Adam's camp, and they had offered me. Um, I think he maybe thought I was offended. I wasn't really offended at some of the things that he said, but anyways, he looked out. Um, I was given an opportunity to clear some, you know, clear some things in my head, and uh, and yeah, Adam helped, so I appreciate that. Uh, but Rocky Stark, right? I mean, it's okay. They gave we'll you fine. a way. They gave you a way last week to escape Atlanta. Yeah. Escape I, Donda. Escape the grown men and women that were going absolutely insane in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah. It did was you, no, I, I, you know. Did you thank Adam for that? Uh, no, but I'm here today to thank him for that. Um, and you guys will get to listen to uh, our, our interview. And, you know, this didn't just come with like, you know, maybe next season I'll, I'll be completely open to, to Adam Silver and the things that he wants to do with the league. Maybe this was enough. I really don't know, man. Honestly, things did get a little heat a little heated, but I'm not going to apologize for that. I think he understood. You know? So we'll welcome everybody to the final episode of RSPN on the Elite Media Group for season wow. four. After how this interview ended, I don't know if it's going to be the last episode ever. It won't be. It won't be. It was fine, y'all. We will welcome everybody to another wonderful week in the world of the alpha sport. We won't say final because thankfully basketball is a year-round sport. We still have Olympics to watch. The WNBA is going to return. Yes. Free agency started yesterday, which we're actually going to get to very briefly after we end up playing the exit interview that we had with the commissioner, Adam Silver. But what Jeff is saying is... 100% 100% false. Everything is not okay. It's fine, bro. I really don't think the interview went bad. I fear for my job. It's fine, bro. After how, after how this went. And I came in so nice. I was ready to talk everything that had happened yesterday with free agency. I wanted to say goodbye to Goran Dragic. I wanted to send him off a nice farewell. I wanted Why? to shake the hand of the Toronto Raptors, along with everybody that has been signed from a complete haul for the Miami Heat, along with everything else that has happened in free agency. And now I don't even feel comfortable enough to do it after what had happened this past weekend. I thought it was a great time. And and going by, you know, him lacing me with with them tickets and my passport expired, bro. I don't even know how he pulled this shit off. But, you know, I thought the interview was lovely and uh, mission complete. So he got you out. He got you out the country without a passport, bro. I'm and you didn't you. thank him. Well, what he did is something really he should have done a long time ago. So. I, you know what? I, I, I just want to. I just want to roll the clip. I just want to roll the clip so people can understand. Let's roll it. It was a great time. I don't. People How, be fine. Nobody's a, gonna tweet. A great, a great time. Mark, he's exaggerating, y'all. Take a look at the clip. All right. Feels good to be back. Feels good to be back. Jeff, how are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. How are you? I'm I'm, I'm doing well. Adam, Adam, thank you again. Thank you again for being able to meet with us in our final moments of RSPN Season 4. I think that today ends up being a pretty good day, at least in my opinion, because... The busy week that ended up happening last week is now over. You are now set. Everything is everything just feels good from a positive note on our end. I just want to show love first and foremost to the NBA front office, your front office for supporting myself. Absolutely. Supporting Jeff. Yes, yes. Supporting me, supporting everybody that listens to RSPN every single week, everybody that tunes in on the Elite Media Group every single week. You have been able to help us with 
every portion of that. So you have to bypass a lot of things because of you. you know, a lot of things. Like, a lot of things because of you your really help. Uh, I, I, a lot I of. To, I have to say, I, I didn't believe. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you know some things would get get clipped, if some things would be able to stay. And you really helped us out, so we really do appreciate it. My thing is, I wanted to approach this conversation, Adam, with with one of two things to actually start this off. One. There's a very important trade that has been rumored to be coming up right now. By the time that we actually hear this, the trade should actually be complete. I'm hoping that it will be complete as right now. You don't have to confirm it with a yes or a no right now. But if if this uh, no, 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 don't 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 nod your head, Adam. If you end up if this ends up moving forward with the Miami Heat and the Toronto Raptors to receive NBA champion Kyle Lowry, I was just interested in, in, in wondering if the Toronto Raptors will be able to return to Canada with ease, and if there's anything that I can do to help speed that up on behalf of an organization as as well noted as the Toronto Raptors, please let me know. And on top of that, from, from a monetary perspective, I, th- I think Jeff and I have done our part in making sure that revenue stays afloat and stays as high as possible for the NBA. So we're actually interested in hearing that as well. Sure. Wow. Thanks, Tim. Great, great to see you in person as well. Um, uh, let me begin with the Raptors question. It's, it's, it's not clear yet. Oh. I know on, on behalf on. of Larry Tannenbaum, who's the governor of the team and happens to be the chairman of the board of the NBA, he's very hopeful that, that Ontario will Who's open team? up and that they'll be able to have the team back in Toronto. I know it's incredibly meaningful to the team. I mean, that I think there was that yet additional burden placed on the Raptors more than any other team by having to relocate for the season. But but we are, we are hopeful the team will be back if things continue as we're seeing in Canada right now. Um, financially, for the season, uh, without getting into it too specifically, we did somewhat better than we initially projected. As you recall, I think I, I had said beginning of the season that roughly 40% of our typical revenue is attributed to not just um, ticket sales, but those okay, revenue okay. streams that come from the related activities in arenas. Mm. Because of our ability to get fans back in the arenas for the playoffs, right, um, right. as great as that's been, it's, it's relatively small portion of the season in terms of number of games. So I think now we don't have the exact numbers yet, but maybe we'll be down, you know, roughly a third in revenue, you know, something around there instead of 40%. Um, And so no question that the league will incur significant losses for the past two years. Um, I I will say though, I'm I'm not here to complain about that. I think speaking for our team owners, they view it as a, long-term investment in the league and something very necessary yeah. um, to keep these organizations going. And and by the way, it was shared sacrifice by our players as well, just based on the way our system works. We, we work something out with the Players Association where, you know, they all took, frankly, all the players took significant reductions this season. We were able to, um, in, in essence, um, um, advance some of the money they otherwise would have you know, we'll be getting in future seasons by spreading out the deductions so that they were able to, to make a little bit over the percentage. But it was it was definitely a shared sacrifice. But I feel, you know, again, if things continue on track and we could move towards a new season next year that looks a lot more like normal, I think mm-hmm. we'll have weathered it very well. And I think if, and have a, to me, an incredibly strong partnership with our players and coaches and referees and all the affiliated constituent groups and having all work closely together to come through this. I mean, that actually feels great. I mean, if, if there's, if, if I could actually suggest players that you, you can even probably see if they would sacrifice even more on their contracts. I, I think, I think by the time the free agency happens, I, I believe the, the, the New York Knicks might not be extending anybody very nice. Maybe we could shave some money off of, off of, Maybe off of their possible. contracts. Poss- 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 I mean, poss- it's, it's just, it's just certain ideas that, I would have. I mean, when it when it comes to our contracts, I think Jeff and I could actually be the most I, flexible. I, I don't know. Fair. I don't. I don't know uh, if Jeff has a, a lot of specifications in his contract. Well, you know, Adam. Like honestly, man. You know, I, I appreciate you for giving us the insight that you that you're giving us. But I wish you were a little bit more specific, um, especially when talking about you know revenue loss and gain, because there is a, a fine meter there where I feel like Mark and I kind of you know, we we we. We kept the brand going when things were down or when maybe a mistake was made that you know, was on you. Um, we kind of cleaned it up but for you as well. We didn't, 
we we didn't do we didn't do anything on behalf of the mistake. What the hell are you talking? What the hell are you talking about? That was that was by mistake. That was by mistake. I, I, I would assume that was by mistake, Adam. And as we talk about mistakes, people mistakenly talk about ratings in an area where it's not appropriate. And it really wasn't necessary in this year's NBA playoffs. As you might have heard, me and Jeff and I refer to these people as the ratings brigade because those that ended up tuning in skipped a good portion of the regular season and tuned into the NBA playoffs, did not have the opportunity to see the Golden State Warriors in the NBA playoffs because of the play-in tournament. Criticisms came from that. And because of what had happened through injury, the Los Angeles Lakers did not pass the first round of the playoffs, lost to the Phoenix Suns, and people complained about that. And, that, and granted, we saw a decent amount of injury that had happened throughout those earlier portions of the playoffs. But would you think that that's appropriate from their earlier critiques? I think it, it was mainly in the, the early round. I mean, face it, LeBron is one of the biggest stars in the world, and he of also course. played in the East. And so, you know, reason i look a little bit tired is a lot of our games are in the west and it's late okay. at night and I well, we're all tired most man. people choose <laughs> to go to sleep at a reasonable time you're not all tired so from a rating standpoint not having lebron in the playoffs not having him in the east has clearly impacted ratings but i say generally ratings have been great i mean they're up now as as we're into the conference finals the competition has been fantastic i mean it is something over time though a lot of young people who are our our core fans I'm sure you see this in your business too, aren't necessarily subscribing to cable and satellite the way they did historically. So that's something we're very focused on, but but we have enormous confidence in in, in our product. Uh, One thing that I will say, we haven't seen much of a drop off, honestly, uh, as like an RNC network. Fans are coming in like crazy. Uh, We're just, it's a little different on our side. I know what you're saying. You guys are maybe sacrificing some ratings out there, but it's not really happening too much on the RNC radio side of things. But uh, I I respect uh, that's what you're saying. You know, you know, Adam, I think I think that I think that as it might have been a little bit more difficult in the West Coast, like that the, the East Coast is still pretty. I would say it's still pretty dominant, not only from our listeners, but from viewers of the NBA that were watching this playoffs and going into the finals. Right. I think sometimes I forget 50 percent of television households in this country are in the Eastern time zone. And so if your West Coast games start at 1030 at night in the East, you're invariably going to lose a lot of viewers who are around 11, 1130. I mean, you can you can just chart it. You see how many television households turn off you know, around 1115, 1130 at night just because people have to get up for work in the morning. I mean, it is something we can address. We're talking about it. I mean, it's it would obviously be less convenient to those fans on the West Coast if we played even earlier. I mean, even just think about people getting to those arenas after work. If you start a game at 6 p.m., Local right. time in the West, it's not the right, most right. convenient thing. It's not that as convenient you, you, you for television watch on the West Coast either. But when you look at the league from a national standpoint, it may make sense to play a little bit earlier in the West, and that's something we're going to talk to our teams it about does. this summer. It definitely does make sense. I mean, I, you know, I, look, I think it's obvious that uh, us we we would love to stay up on the on the East Coast and watch some of these great games. And there's a lot of great teams on the West. These games will bleed into 1 a.m. I mean, I'm sure, like you said, you know exactly how it is. So something does have to be done. I'm sure um, there can be sacrifices made. I don't know if your bottom line will hurt that much, but I think it's important that you do that for the fans, regardless. I think Jeff and I do agree that the East Coast or the Eastern Standard Time ends up being, you know, the goat of the Standard Times. If, if, if we had to, if we had to choose, <clears> essentially, and that's and that's respect to Jeff because you know Jeff is a is a, is a West Coast native, although he he is stationed out. On the east right now, I also stationed down in the east right now. I've had I've had I've had thoughts of PST living. I'm not I'm not sure many, if I can. Many. I'm not sure if I can 100. Uh, percent uh, What is the best terminology oh, for this, Adam? I don't know if I can I can like, devote myself to that as of right now because the east I is think, just. I think we'd be able to, Mark. But again, you know, there's still zeros missing in a lot of situations that. Should be more commas, man. What are you talking about, Jeff? There's no zeros missing in the right, contract. What are you we're, talking we're, about? We're progressing the brand. Okay, this is a perfect time to ask Adam himself. You know, you're here with us, Adam, right? I mean, this is this is very important. Progression, the only progression that I think Adam is very interested in right now is advancing the league 
as best as possible when it comes to restructuring the league, changing different things about the league uh, ahead of what has already been advanced in the playing tournament right now. But the playing tournament has come with a little bit of critique, a little bit more than what it was for the first year uh, throughout that bubble season from players from fans i think this year ended up being a little bit louder well if not a little bit a whole lot louder than what last year was because the bubble year kind of felt like a little well especially the playing tournament in the bubble it felt Mm -hmm. like an experience that was a little bit more welcomed as everything kind of felt like experimental at that point in time but as it affects teams that did not have to worry about the playing tournament right now that's when you started hearing uh, a whole lot more critique and fallout that came from that but from what we heard i think you're going to continue that into next year right sure so first on the playing tournament it's my expectation that we'll continue it for next season um we both course of course need agreement from our teams and the players association and i know you know michelle roberts doesn't have an easy job she has 450 players some maybe have um louder voices than others at the table but again obviously I think ultimately, although there were critics, not just LeBron, but you know others who weren't in favor it, and mm. all of us, and some teams who weren't Shut thrilled with it. Overall, it was very positive, you know, um, for the league and the players. I mean, certainly there's been some suggestions about some tweaks we should consider, but again, it. I think once we bring it back to our owners um, for a vote and the players' association meets and has an opportunity to consider it, it's, it's my expectation that it'll continue <clears throat> for next season. Mm. So we'll continue, even though uh, we saw a, a whole lot of injuries. There's a middle line here, Mark. I mean, are we, are we asking the right questions? Yes, we are asking the right questions, Jeff. Okay. I think that injuries could end up fixing themselves with a little bit more time as far as healing. And as of right now, now that the season is over, not only RSPN season, but the NBA season in itself, there's a good two months or so that people will be able to get a little bit of a break. But when it comes to the playing time when the regular season begins, it hasn't really felt like that has changed. Does it feel like it's too long? I mean, like even convincing Jeff to play a 10 minute quarter with I mean, me yeah, and 2K is even, is even, is even crazy enough tiring. in itself. That, that it, it's not tiring. It's, com- it's, it's very, competitive it's basketball. It's very tiring. It's almost as if Adam has something to do with NBA 2K. You know, like, it's just a very tiring product. Right? Why would he have th- – that is completely on 2K and has nothing to do Listen. with Adam Silver. Okay. I mean, I I thought they went hand-in-hand hand since we're bringing it up. But, yes, I don't want to play 10-minute quarters. Just like I don't want to stay up till 1 a.m. watching the Lakers play the, the Mavs. What the hell are you doing? Would you agree, Adam? Would you agree, Adam? Do you think that these right. things can end up being right. changed? I don't think the games are too long. Our games are about two hours and 15 minutes. And, and what we're seeing now oh, yeah. in, in all research, it's actually less about the overall length of the game than it is about pace. And I think the pace of our <laughs> games are terrific. And in fact, okay. two years ago, we shortened the time outs. You know, we reduced the number of commercials in our games. <laughs> and I think that helped improve the pace. There's probably some additional things we can do as well. In terms sure, of the length sure. of the season, I don't necessarily think that a season that runs from mid-October <clears throat> to mid-June when the finals end, is too long. It may be the case that we have to format it in a different way. For example, I've talked a lot about this in, in international soccer. They play for other things. In the NBA, what? you have a long Adam. season. It's all about one trophy Adam. that Larry. Adam, I, you know, I don't want to cut you off, but bro, you know, these are things that I've been saying for like a year and a half on this show. I know that's where you got this idea. I need you to say it right here. You know, like I know that this playing tournament, the idea of a, a, a middle of the season. I mentioned this on RSPN like two seasons ago. Uh, uh, but Adam, Adam, please, please, please finish your please finish your thought process, please, Adam. At the end of the year, I mean, for example, maybe we should have a midseason tournament um, where all the teams are competing. Maybe we should have a playing tournament for the playoffs of those teams that are just on the outside of that bubble. I think other things that could create more excitement around the season, other than just playing for one thing. That sounds amazing. Wouldn't you agree, Jeff? Uh, yes, I think alternative tournaments in the middle of the season for alternative prizes, such as draft pick order or just trophies in general or bragging rights would be a wonderful idea. Uh, so wonderful that I said it a year ago, but yes. But I, I, think, I think Adam knows that because he is a very big fan of the show. 
knows us very well, knows that the things that we have talked about on the show have been taken into Thanks great so. consideration. I feel like he was very aware, and, and Adam, you can nod your head if you agree, that as we talked about the Philadelphia 76ers and how fraudulent a lot of their ideas are, <laughs> um, we talked about that three years ago, and people decided to realize that after a second-round exit to the Atlanta Hawks. I, I was completely surprised how that ended up happening in itself but the 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 main focus i think that i think that what jeff is trying to communicate here what i am trying to communicate here is that sometimes our ideas end up influencing a lot of things and and we want credit i I mean i think that i think that's important i mean i mean yes we want i mean yes we want credit but it depends on 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 the 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 form of credit that happens between the our Right. It could, I mean, it could be. Adam, it could. It you could can, be. You can shake your head if you agree. I mean. Zeros and commas would also be nice, but it, it may be even a little bit similar to what the athletes have been doing as of recent when it comes to trying to manage this themselves on games possibly being a little bit too long, on some of the season being a little bit too strenuous, and they start finding themselves into ways of load management. Maybe there's a way that Jeff and I can maybe load manage throughout season five. We've had, we've had great ideas that we have, excuse me, Adam, already brainstormed for what we have in mind for season five. But does the idea of load management, does that, does, I mean, I think I'm, I'm sure you've already talked enough about it from the athlete's perspective, but what about from the perspective of your favorite podcasters? You know, I, I, we haven't addressed it so specifically yeah, well, this season only yeah. because Can you shut the hell up? I think as we watch Can what's happening um, with COVID, you know, we're mindful that as much as I want to sort of close the book and say we've lived through it, you know, of course, I'm reading the same stories you all are, you know, about Delta variants and other things. I mean, again, I'm <clears> very hopeful we're going to put it behind us, but that could have an impact on, on how we schedule rest. I will say, again, this is not something that's been talked a lot about in the context of injuries, but resting is up over 100% um, this season from last season. Absolutely. And the the issue which we're trying to get the root of is, um, does resting work, frankly? Does load management work? I mean, and there's different theories out there on it. And what's what's most surprising, as I said, it's, it's not just about injuries up this season. We've seen this upward trend for several years. And you'd like to believe that with the investment, the level of sophistication, the number of, you know, doctors, um, like the, the amount of analytics we look at, that the data we're able to collect that we couldn't in the, in, in the old days, that we, putting the pandemic aside, would have seen improvements. And we haven't seen that yet. And so, I mean, part of it, of course, you know, load management or resting, there's an economic impact on that. There's no doubt that if you're and, and I understand it from a fan standpoint. I mean, they want to see their teams advance and they're even sympathetic to a certain amount of rest, but they don't necessarily want to pay the same price for the ticket if the stars aren't playing or whatever it's about television, money. Yeah, it's about money. you know, programming looks like in the future in terms of how people are charged for it. You know, so they might be both rooting for rest, but saying the game doesn't <coughs> have the same value. And I think we, we got to find the right sort of um, midpoint there between, you know, clearly if players hardly played at all, there would be a dramatic reduction presumably in the amount of injuries, although we see a lot of off-season injuries now. We see a lot of injuries during training. And and load management isn't just a function of how many minutes in a game a player plays, but <clears throat> how much, what, what else, they're, you know, what other burdens they're putting on their bodies when they're mm-hmm. not playing and how hard they're training and what they're doing in the off-season. So it, it's, it's a, nothing could be more important for our league than keeping, especially a league where stars drive so much of the interest of, of keeping them on the floor longer. So I, my only thing on load management is sometimes I think people just accept to me in a f- sort of non-scientific way that load management works. It's, it's just not all that clear. And, and I think sure? it's another area where historically some of the teams have thought about um, their medical protocols as kind of their secret sauce. And I think at least there's a recognition now, especially <clears throat> players have shorter contracts um, there's more movement of players that we all have a common interest in players staying healthy and that we should, in the same way we have in many business areas in the league, be looking at best practices when it comes to 
rehabilitation and training of our players. So it, it will remain a focus on the league. But, and, and again, what the optimal number of games are in the season. You know, as I said, we've had this 82 game season for 50 plus years. I mean, is 82 optimal? You know, it's interesting. We got this experiment during the pandemic to move to 72. Everybody thought that was the cure-all. If we, we just lopped 10 games off the season. I mean, obviously injuries are, are up. So that wasn't it. I'm now it's just one data point, but um, it's, it's this is one, one that requires a lot more study. Adam, you know, I'm glad that you said, you know, this is a league driven by the players. The, the players do run the league. I think that's clear to everyone involved. Um, but I just feel like some of the things that you're you're telling us are, I don't know if it's you're telling it like it is. What? Uh, well, Mark, listen, man, you know, there's a lot of things that he's saying right now. I don't know if is, is it really adding up. I mean. What the hell are you talking about? He's talking. He's talking. He's talking complete truth right now. What are you talking about? That's not the complete truth. We're talking about injuries here, and uh, we shaved the season down by ten games, and the, the injuries are up. So, well, it's bigger than that. There, there are things that are a whole lot bigger than this because not only injuries. Maybe no. I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't like be here right now. No, you, 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 one hundred percent are going to be here, Jeff. As I grab right. your chair here and make sure you right. don't move because we right. still have to talk. It's fine. We have a few more questions. We still have to talk, Adam. Yes. I must say about sorry, another sorry. thing that is affecting the league and things that I think that we have hopefully improved from an RSPN standpoint. Um. We've taken a look at how you were described throughout the year. I think a lot of questions ended up rising very early as the 2021 season was announced. Uh, 60 days or a little bit over 60 days after the ending of the NBA Finals um, in October between the Lakers and the heat and things weren't really answered 100% on how the world was interacting with COVID at that point in time. Uh, they called you a war criminal. Mm -hmm. They called you a bald demon. I saw Roger Goodell with a nair plug. They said, y'all let, yeah, they said, y'all let the commissioner trick y'all and between Jeff and I, we've done everything in our power to restore faith in the brand, faith I, in the I, league. I, I'm a I'm I, Jeff and I look, Adam. I don't think you're any of those things, personally. Absolutely. I, I but I will say that some of those things. What we say in our culture is no cap. I don't know if you've. Adam, Adam, would you would you be able to possibly even? Give us an idea of how that felt, because not only have you went through that, I'm sure there are a whole lot of athletes that deal with social media at this point end up uh, struggling, struggling with this and do not have the opportunity to log off as Jeff ends up noting. My dad is a little bit anecdotal and it comes from being in the league 27 years and talking to a lot of players all the time. And what I found, especially in the last few years, more players are privately telling me that they're dealing with issues of anxiety and stress in a more pronounced way than I recall historically. I think part of it, it's just it's the same that we're seeing in their same age cohort that I, I believe a lot of it is due to the advent enormous amount of social media. The same thing that may be so positive from a marketing standpoint in, in certain ways for the league, there's a lot of um, negative implications around it. And I think a lot of it correlates directly to screen time. I mean, for example, the, with the, the one of the tales I tell is that in the old days in the NBA, when you go into a locker room, you know, music would be blaring. Um, guys would be socializing a lot more. When you go into an NBA locker room now, there's hardly ever music that's playing throughout the locker room because guys have headphones on. Guys are listening to their own music. They're a bit in their own world. And even when you get on the bus with the players or you get on a plane, um, they go right to their screens. And whether that's a tablet or whether that's a phone, they increasingly isolated themselves. And I'll also say, this goes a little bit to the stigma issue too. A lot of people think of these macho players that they can take it when people are screaming at them or on social media, you know, they're, they're, the haters are out there criticizing them, their looks, the way they go about things, it affects them. They're just like everybody else. And so I think what we're seeing among these, these sort of millennials is that the, the downside of social media and, and what we're working on, therefore, with our teams is to sort of bring some of that old old fashioned camaraderie back. And a lot of it is even like the physical touches yeah. in players. And, I, and, I, and you can see how isolating 
a life of an NBA player can be because there is enormous stress. And if it gets further isolated by them sort of sort of being in their own heads and they're, they, they're on social media, people they have no connection to are criticizing them. And then once, even when they're with their teammates, they're sort of alone in, with a group of people. Um, you can see where that can cause problems. So I think, I think there are ways to address it. But my comment was we are seeing a higher incidence of it in the league than we have historically. Physical touch. Adam, we're still in a pandemic. Yes, we are still in a in a pandemic as of right now. But thankfully, thankfully, a lot of our athletes have made sure to keep themselves fairly safe so that we have opportunities to. Well, that is also a concern. That is also a that is a what's going on with that? That is a concern. Yes. And you do not have to confirm that. So, so, you know, this is crazy. Can I ask this is, this, crazy. Is first, oh, this is a first for me, Adam. I gotta say, you just had your you just had your publicist walk in here and and hand gesture me to not ask questions about the pandemic. That that and that, that I, 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 saw, I saw nothing. Physical touch. I mean, let's just let's wrap this up. I saw absolutely nothing, Adam. But speaking of some of your critiques, one that comes up in small portions is how the NBA not only handled social justice last year within the bubble, but also the China controversy that seemed to calm down I after social justice last, last Jeff's year. courageous stance in season three. It drove a point home that we believe many of our athletes and personnel respected and understood, Jeff, at least in our eyes. But we never truly got your opinion on it. And as we're talking pretty candidly right now, as I look over to Jeff between us, does it get to a point where you think maybe Jeff was maybe Jeff was wilding a little bit? Maybe sometimes. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> of course, I mean, we're, we we try to have broad based appeal, but also what I've pointed out to oh people who God. have said to me, "How can a player criticize the president?" I've all said, "This is America," you know, and if done. Oh wow! Oh, okay, okay. I don't support that president or the particular policies of that president that makes the player hopefully just like every other American. I mean, in terms of going to the White House, I mean, I, I actually have encouraged teams to go to the White House. I've tried to <laughs> depoliticize it, but ultimately have said to those teams that that's a team decision and you should make that decision as a team. And they have. Today, maybe we look back or the young players would think that doesn't seem all that controversial. Bill Russell, as a result of his political activism, um, suffered enormous um, hate and, and, and violence to his home and, and his person. I mean, there, there were real ramifications back then for speaking out on those issues. Yeah. And, you know, whether it's, you know, Oscar Robertson, who spoke out about important issues, Bob Cousy. Or me. There's a whole or generation me. of players. I mean, then go up to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Shut the hell up. And, you know, so there's a history in this league. I, I always yeah, tell yeah, our yeah. players it's part of the DNA of this league. It's nothing that sort of that I've put in place as a, as a new policy. And certainly under David Stern, again, I think players spoke out about important issues. What's changed, I think, is they now have a platform to go directly to people globally to talk about issues that are important to them, and that's social media. And essentially what we've said to our players, there's still guardrails, I would say. I mean, it, that at the end of the day, the standard to us is not that different than if you were interviewing one of our players or media were in we the have, locker room. Yeah. We still, we are a business. We, we want players to talk, speak to people respectfully. We, we you know, and we, we talk to them about the difference between the substance of what they're saying, their view on important issues as opposed to the language they use. I mean, and I mean, we don't police every tweet yeah. that's out there. But I think within sort of those guardrails, um, we're proud of the fact that our players demonstrate to people, frankly, globally, that they're multidimensional, that they're not just ball players; They have views about the society around them. And it's not all political. Many of them use social media to talk about the music they love yeah. or, you know, the, the restaurants they go to but to us at the end of the day it's it's demonstrating that these are these are real people and same on what kevin love the way he and demar DeRozan have used this platform to talk about uh mental wellness that and and kevin even said to me he said but for that sense in the league that you're safe to speak out on important issues said i'm not sure i would have chosen to be as public as i have been that's cap what that makes plenty okay. that makes plenty Listen, of sense, Mr. First of all, Silver. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't wilding, Mr. Silver. That's that's one. And for you to sit here and be passive aggressive with me and say this is America, this is America, nigga. The campaign that that the hashtag that went viral, he can't say nigga. Campaign that 
Come on. Listen. The campaign that I started pushed, pushed your brand, the NBA, through that rough patch. Because nobody wanted to stand up. Because nobody wanted to stand up against China. And I did. Okay? And as soon as I did that, and you want to sit here and say, this is America, that was a little passive-aggressive of you. I don't... you know, I get what you're saying, and I, I do agree with you on, on a lot of things outside of the fact that I was not wilding, okay? I I caused a shift in your brand that you run. He's aware of Mr. that! Silver? Mr. Silver. He's giving you, he, I, I think, I think, and Adam. Look, 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 you see the publicist peak man again? No, he's not, th- that is not, that is not happening. You you actually lower the shades, Mr. We, we see absolutely nothing right now we'll even i think i think what you provided jeff is not only props but acknowledgement of what we were able to do to continue the league of very controversial well not necessarily controversial but one of the more storied seasons of the nba at that point in time that hopefully we'll be able to get a nice documentary about but we will just put that type of idea in the air, you could think about it, see what you actually want to do or, or whether you want to do it 20 years from now, 10, five years from now, whatever, whichever one is completely fine with you. I, I mainly want to be done. Just don't call us without a contract. involved. I, I mainly want to end this knowing that we did a positive job with season four of RSPN. Not only have we had some of the most exciting conversation from some of the more storied RSPN alumni, we had new guests, we had new voices. Those that might have thought that I had a, a, a deep fire of hatred for the New York Knicks, I got over that personally within my own soul and provided an entire month towards Dedicated. New York basketball between the New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets. And, and I'd like to think, Mr. Silver, I'd like to think that that direct support and adoration, and, and, and not even adoration, a show of respect, honestly, helped the New York Knicks catapult to a playoff berth in areas that they had not seen in years. That, for that also helped a lot of the bottom line that came from fans of New York basketball. I think that we have, in, in, our, in our personal mind of minds, as much as we have discussed through 39 weeks between Jeff and I, I know that there are things that we could have done a little bit better, things that I know that we did right 100%, but I feel like even with the NBA season, you, you, would you feel the same way? Boy, you know, in terms of what we did right and wrong, you know, as I said earlier, I think it's too, e- too early to make these judgments because I, I think it may turn out that things that I thought we did right turn out to be completely wrong. I just think there's still so much that's, that's potentially not known about this virus, about whether these, whether what aspects of the lockdown were necessary. Maybe there should have been, we should have shut down other parts of our business that we weren't aware of. So I, you know, I, I'd say the one thing I, I feel same answer I gave to Ramona that I, that I really think we did right is building on a partnership with our players, with Michelle Roberts and the Players Association, with her executive committee, and really talking through some very difficult issues. You know, I think similar to my response to earlier question that, you know, we went into a lot of these negotiations with the players, not even honestly knowing what our position was. It was sort of, well, here's the obstacle. Let's talk through the right way to get to the other side. How is this going to affect players? How are they going to feel about it? How will they feel about being in a bubble? I mean, certainly at this point, Looking back on the last year and a half, the bubble seems to have been very effective. In terms of this season, whether we started at the right time and whether we were right to conclude, you know, by July 22nd, I still maintain that balancing all these various issues, that was still um, the best outcome out of uh, a variety of unpopular decisions, that, um, that it, it was the best way to balance those factors. But it's unclear. And I'm, I'm, I accept the criticism. I, it's part of the, the, the job, you know, whether it comes from players or the media or others. And, you know, we'll see. We'll, and, and maybe we'll take a few years to really look back on the season to really understand what we did right and what we did wrong. Adam, thank you for stopping by, man. I, you know, I, I know that you and I, we've had um, a, a weird relationship. But for the most part, I respect you. I do. Some of your decisions have been sideways. But hey, maybe maybe some of the decisions I've made have been sideways. Maybe I didn't go about this interview the right way. Maybe I was already aggravated 
some of the things that you've done this season, and I haven't just gotten over it. I think so. But I, I will say this. I appreciate you for coming on this podcast to talk to me and Mark finally face-to-face and not just have people send us emails to say, do this or do that. He already talked to us. Thank you for this or thank you for that. Um, regardless of the time that you were here prior, this is this is real deal. This is really important to me. I'm really glad you came on this finale to discuss these things. And although some of the things, like I said before, I, I think there was a lot of cap, but I also think there was a lot of truth. So for that, I, I appreciate it. And I do think it's endearing. And we'll continue to, to, to move on and, and, and help your brand be more successful. There was absolutely no 100% no cap at all, Adam, from Jeff, from myself, from those that listen to RSPN every single week. We appreciate the job that you are doing. We cannot wait for the new season in October. And of course, season five of RSPN is going to be just as strong with the help of the NBA front offices. Thank you so much, Mr. Silver. Thank you, everyone. What the hell was that? You see where you just moved his seat? Get him out of here. What do you mean get him out of here? Get, get your mans out of here, too. We could be canceled because of your ass. What are you doing? I'm not going to be canceled, bro. That, this, this is Brady's glory. This is what he wanted. He knew what he was doing coming off this show. No, he did not. He gave you props and you shitted on him. What the hell are you doing? Mark, Mark, there's a guy like you who you've, you've constantly loved and support him. And, yeah, we needed that that yin and yang. Good cop, bad cop, man. I was trying I was not good cop, bad cop, you idiot. Mark, it was perfect, bro. I, don't, I really don't understand what you're so mad about. No, it was not. That was not good cop, bad cop. What kind of good cop, bad cop is that? We're going to get good headlines for that shit. No, we're not. We're not going to get good headlines. We're going to get buried. We're going to get ESPN headlines tomorrow, bro. Because of this shit. You think I want ESPN headlines right now? Shane just got his... Shane just whooped Wojo's ass. You think I want ESPN headlines right now? I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. That was wonderful. He he was fine. He laughed through it. There were some things he just kind of... You could tell he was a little uncomfortable. Didn't want to say. He heard me say nigga once or twice. He realized he couldn't tell us what to say. Did you see him blink when that happened? I saw him, but he had his publicist walking here. He tried to act like you didn't see him. Why you try to act like you didn't see the publicist? He wasn't, he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, he came in and gave me the eye. What eye? There was no yeah. eye. We didn't yeah. have to stop anything. We were on a good roll. I thought it was fine. I, I thought it would go over well with our fans and, and his fans. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we got to speak to a boomer for 30 minutes about A boomer? Uh, four seasons. Four seasons of RSPN. It could end. It could end today. It'll be fine, bro. Cut the, you, uh, ratings, you know what? Ratings galore. Ratings galore. Cut, cut. Please, 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 please cut the tapes. See, that wasn't so bad. It was a great time. Everyone, is, is anybody sweating or like feeling some type of way? You think that nobody is sweating right now? No, I, I thought it, I mean, bro, like, I understand, like, as far as me kind of being, you know, aggressive with him, but he was being a little passive aggressive and there was just things happening that I didn't really mess with, man. You know, I had to let him know. What happens when these studios are locked in two months? What you mean? They're not going to be, bro. He you don't know that. Power. Trust me. Trust me. This is exactly what he wanted. Ratings, bro. Ratings. You anything that they're... I'm not. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm not even gonna get angry. He said some things, bro. That was like, you know, I was like, excuse me, bro. No, he did not. What did he say? Yeah, it was just some, just some questionable thing. He kind of questioned me, but it, it was fine, man. Again. He said I was wilding a little sometimes. I don't think I was wilding. I, I think he said sometimes. I don't I never do I never. Britney so Spears says sometimes. I I wanted to be like, what do you mean by that? You know, like I wanted to, but I, I it's fine. I thought it was a great time. I don't really see there how, well, there was an issue. The studio will be fine. We'll be able to walk back in here next season, probably with more things. And I'll take the credit again. Are you kidding me? Don't we don't even it. know if there's gonna be a season five now. The last thing that we have available to our name is going to be free agency and our sign off for those that, you know what? And you know what? Before, but what? Because these mics might even expire by the time that we end this episode, let's give a shout out to everybody that supported the show throughout season four. An incredible season, not only for the NBA, but between Jeff and I. Yeah. At the end of every season, we always show love to our guests and those that came in and spent time with us in the RSPN studios to talk the alpha sport, whether it's the NBA, the WNBA, the 2K League, the G League, every portion that has interested us since December of last year. And we can't go forward without showing the RNC radio family 100% love because they are literally the reason that we are here. Absolutely. And that's first and foremost. No matter what. We can't go 
forward with that without shouting out the Elite Media Group family. Got to. That has made sure to support and show us love. But on top of that, we have Chris Mack. Chris, what up? Skip. Skip, what up? Elton. Elton, my nigga, what's Meals. up? Meals. Millsy, what's good? Van. Van, what's up, bro? V, Ian, Begley. Let's go. What's up, Ian? All of our Mecca Month members that Three we times. will 100% not forget. It we can't. Gave us the ability to show on our mantles two podcasting trophies for Adam Silver's favorite NBA tag team. He might have called. It was just a little slip up with Tim, guys. I mean, you you, you don't even have to read too much into that. I thought that was disrespect. Sometimes that's not disrespect. It's not disrespect. That was like, that was like, it happened so quickly and so early that it it just. He reads a lot of emails a day. And sometimes these things just happen. These things just happen. But on top of our Mecca Month crew. There's Cam. Cam, what's up? There's Amp. Amp. Jamal. Yeah. Trevor Trout. Trev. A plus. Plus. X. X. Malone. Malone, what up? Bryce Hayes. Bryce. Our season four alumni, 100% officially in the books. So Mm -hmm. thank you to everybody. We are going to be adjusting a few things for season five to be able to make yes. sure that not only do we have more opportunities. It's been to approved. To Adam dive. approved it. Adam did not approve a damn thing right now. I'm sending this in positivity it. in he some form of hope text, that we have a season five. What do you, what do you he mean? Just, he just, hold on. Hold on. Adam sent me a text. He said, let me know when the episode comes out tomorrow. Yeah. I don't believe you. I, I, I 100% you do not believe you. Honestly, after all this happened, like I know the interview was kind of like on edge. I think he 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 found more respect. I'm gonna tell you guys more about this next season. I feel like there could be a shift in in in, in the universe. Like something happened. I think out of respect, you were kind of kissing his ass a little bit, and I wasn't. Who was kissing? Who was kissing his ass? I think he noticed, but we'll see, man. I'm gonna see if our relationship, you know, gets any stronger during our during our little break before we get back. Because like you said, the NBA is year round for the most part, so I'm sure they'll hear from us in some capacity, right? What do we have for free agency to sign us off into not only NBA 2K22 next month, but uh, the 2022 season in the next two months? Free agency is here. And as soon as the time hit, it went crazy. Are you signing on with me, along with many of the other new members of the Miami Heat, to have heat tape in your bio? Heat tape. He tape might hit the bio. Um, Timberwolves didn't make one move, so um, you know I don't know, man. I might be a heat tape, man. Well, you might never be. know. Well, you know, you, you never know about the Timberwolves. You might be able to get a uh, coveted free agent Ben. Well, not coveted uh, free agent, but coveted uh, Ben Simmons. Mm, cost too much, man. Cost too much. You never cost know. Much, you could you, you could you could be able to. I mean, Philly said Harden esque, but you never know. Yeah, no, man. Philly, we'll talk, man. But right now, the price is too high for me. How have the prices been for you regarding everybody else that has been making a decent amount of money uh, today? There's been a lot of outside conversation regarding the Miami Heat that they spent $300 plus million on three athletes as of right now. I saw that. I saw that. Even on top of that, they've added P.J. Tucker. Max Struss is coming back. Uh, Kevin Love is in a little bit of a buyout right now, and it's actually breaking news that he's agreed to a buyout with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the Lakers yeah. are interested, and we so. saw last week the infamous trade that happened. Uh, but Well, it's not even really infamous, but it was a really huge trade that happened for Russell Westbrook to go back home to Los Angeles, mm. and that deal is not even 100% set in stone yet because of they're course. still having uh, goodbye parties for Kyle Kuzma out in L.A., um and Demar Derozan has a little bit of options to weigh, even though PJ Tucker is here, even PJ though shoe man. man the Kyle Lowry deal is now done. Goran Dragic and Precious Achua are now out in Toronto. Duncan mm-hmm. Robinson is going to make ninety million dollars. Jimmy Butler is going to get a max contract. Go ahead. I love the Duncan Robinson deal. Um, I think he's worth every penny. Are you ready for me to hear that? Are you, were you ready for me to say that? I mean, it's just—I mean, it's just fact when you're one of the greater he's, shooters he's, behind he's, Stephen Curry yeah. in a season. Hey, so you know, shooting, uh, shooting, shooting gets you paid, and Duncan yes. Robinson is an example. I think this is the biggest like um, 
you know, contract for someone who wasn't what was it? I think it was. It's like the biggest deal for Und- for, uh, for an undrafted for, for an undrafted player ever. So I think that's incredible. Um, I love the Lonzo Ball deal to Chicago. I think he got like eighty five million over four. I think that's incredible. The Knicks uh, added uh, Nerlens Noel. I think is is amazing deal. Three years, thirty two million. Um, uh, they also kept Derrick Rose, Derek, and they Derek, got Evan Fournier they, they, out there. They did. They did, they did get Derrick Rose again. Uh, Alex, uh, Alec, Alec Burks too, as well. Uh, Thirty mm-hmm. million, three years for the Knicks. Uh, Jared mm-hmm. Allen got a hundred million from Cleveland. Uh, Kelly Olynyk, for whatever it was, he got he got thirty seven million going to the Pistons. Um, yeah, he wants to line. He wants to line up with Kate Cunningham. Hall of Famer Mike Conley, thirty two point five million. H O F Mike. The three years. I think that's an incredible deal as well, um, I, and I, I love the the Jimmy Butler extension. Although, you know, fifty million at thirty six years old is interesting. Uh, we'll see how far that goes, but I do like the deal. I was very surprised by the Chris Paul deal, um, one hundred twenty million. He's going to stay with with Phoenix, which is pretty awesome. It's a four year deal, so it looks like he'll probably finish his career out there over there, unless you know something crazy happens somebody wants to take that on which is insane yeah, yeah, yeah it would be insane i think but hey you know he got his money and i he's, he's had one of the better careers as far as getting paid so uh, i think dwight howard like you said is headed back to la um solomon hill got a deal with the hawks um oh he's staying with atlanta yes that's yes, nice yes, that's yes. that's nice for solomon yeah it's, it's a nice i think it's a one-year deal uh alice caruso got his deal uh, he's headed to Chicago for $37 million over four years. So I shout out Alex. I knew that time was coming too. I, I didn't know if the Lakers was going to be able to, you know, continue to. I, I know there's going to be a number at some point that they were just like, okay, you know, we got to. We gotta I win. saw Cam say he can go. But at least in in in, I, in I that case, you lose Alex Caruso, you get Dwight Howard, you get Wayne Ellington, and you get yeah. Trevor Ariza. Laker fans are probably not that mad. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sure they're not. Like I said, I mean, you know, you don't want to have forty million title with Caruso. Not that he's not a, not that he's a bad player. I, I don't think he is. I just think it's a number that the Lakers weren't willing to hit at a certain point, and that's fine. Uh, so good for him. Uh, Blake Griffin will stay with the Nets for one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Norman Powell got a five-year, ninety million dollar deal for Trailblazers, which is interesting. Uh, the Pelicans also uh, land Fonte Graham. It's a four-year deal, forty-seven million in a sign and trade. Uh, that deal is, I don't know, whatever. You know, another thing. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, pretty good start right here, man. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty fun. Donnie Luch is trying to shop me Marcus Smart as he wants a four-year, eighty million dollar extension. Donnie, I'm gonna have to say one hundred percent no. I am sorry, Pally. Yeah, sorry. That that's a no go. Uh, Bobby Portis decided to stay in Milwaukee for nine million dollars. So so essentially okay. ten cents. Right, right, crazy. Campaign decided to stay in. Well, he is staying in Phoenix. I, I'm a pretty oh, well. I don't even know why he I'm is. correcting that. Deciding he decided to stay in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, uh, before uh, before a small amount. Before a small amount compared to uh, some others that people might uh, consider very low for a person that made a decent amount of in, uh, influence, but uh, impact. I would say for the Phoenix yes, Suns yes. in that finals run so who knows you might be able to see you might be able to see numbers that surprise you as of right now you'll be able to see numbers that could shock you some that might just sound all right there's still plenty of trades that could end up happening new signings that could end up happening throughout the week because it is literally as you hear this it's not even 24 hours no with a lot free everything that we just discussed real quick happened in like uh, an hour and a half span two hour span so uh, yeah, we, we got we got some good stuff going on for sure. Timberwolves do something, man. Heat tape, hashtag heat tape until further notice. Hashtag heat tape until further notice. Well, the good the, hey, fifty million to Jimmy Butler at thirty six is wild. I want to shake the Toronto Raptors' hand. Wow, thank you very much, Larry. Thank you very much for giving us. I, lo- I love, I love it. I love the deal. Plus, it gets uh, Dragic out of there. We can finally end the Damian Lillard versus Dragic storyline it's over i've won what do you mean you've won there was no way so so you waited for you waited for a three-year four-year slow burn just so that you could win yeah he's gone now he's probably gonna end up uh i heard some rumors about new orleans actually new orleans just what i've heard man just what i've heard all i know is i feel just fine we have one of if not the greatest toronto raptor in franchise history 
as our point guard. The age is going to be discussed. You know what? That's just fine. The spacing is going to be discussed. You know what? That is just completely fine. What that tells me <laughs> is that our power is coming back. It is. It's coming back. The more angry people get, keep in mind, the tweets that you read about a lot of this heat critique is coming from fans of a team that just won an NBA championship. How pathetic is that? Bucks fans just won a title, and yet they're still talking about Miami being bubble frauds. Isn't that something? Mark, don't do this. To do you feel? Season, do bro. you feel comfortable with yourselves? Do you feel comfortable in your skin, Milwaukee? Are you giving? The, are you saying time's up already? Do you? Bobby Portis said, "Run this shit back." Are you sure? Are you positive? You know, I won't even I won't even go too negative because I have to say goodbye to an all-star point guard that was a nice beacon of hope, a nice beacon of light after the Dwayne Wade breakup, after the Chris Bosch blood clots that completely damaged the Miami Heat, just from all facets of, of fandom at that point in time. Goran Dragic and that team ended up doing and providing well enough memories that Goran Dragic was an all-star and provided so much to the Heat throughout these past few years. He is now gone from the team. I will say your goodbyes, bro. He is now on his way to the Toronto Raptors. A lot of fans are calling for the retiring of his jersey. I'm sure that's going to be debated um, throughout multiple areas of Heat Twitter. Uh, uh, Retiring his jersey, I think... There's a little bit of a line for that as of right now. I think 40 needs to go into the sky first. Um, I think within the next few years, as well, at least in my opinion, I think in the next few years as LeBron wraps things up here, uh, that is another one that goes into the rafters. Uh, but Gordon Dragic means a lot to people out here in South Florida, and I cannot end season four without saying goodbye. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. We beat the Lakers if you're healthy. And I'll say it again. And I'll say it again. Missy Gordon. We'll miss you, Gordon. I'm sorry I had to go this way. I apologize. Time's up, man. Anything you want to say since these are our last moments of RSPN since we're getting canceled? I don't think we're going to get canceled. I think we'll probably get an extension because the ratings are going to be extremely high when this drops. You're full of cap. Um, Adam Silver, thank you again. Uh, everyone who showed up this season on RSPN, thank you again. Elite Media Group, thank you uh, You know for holding it down. RNC Radio, uh, the lookout, everything, man. Mark, the greatest of all time, another season. Um, in the books. In the books. What do we do now? We'll be back. New potential new format. More of us. It'll be a good time. More guests, man. You'll see you'll see us for sure. You will see Jeff, of course, on many RNC radio podcasts. Of course, the lookout still continues through everything that he is doing amazingly with meals on the RNC radio network. I I'm going to do a little bit of streaming on Twitch. If you'd like to jump into that, of course, my Twitch handle is in my Twitter bio. And it's the same name that you can follow throughout everywhere uh, that we are on twitch.tv slash mymanmc. You will hear a brand new episode of Recut Gems with A Plus and I very soon as we talk about festivals. I think we'll put it as... as, uh, as vague as possible when it comes to some of our favorite festivals. You will hear that from us very soon. And you will see me playing a decent amount of games until we return for season five of RSPN. But hopefully you enjoy everything that comes throughout the yearly dose of Alpha between Jeff and I. Until then, we will see you in October.